Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 Joe Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Gieber along with Kartik Krishnaya. We've got lots of football, <clears throat> as in the beautiful game type of football, to talk to you about today. Lots of topics on the table today, Kartik. The knockout stages of the Women's World Cup are set. Uh, what do you say we do a little Kartikian analysis and uh, come up with how we think things are going to pan out here in the knockout stages? Yeah, maybe a little bit of bracketology during this show. Uh, a lot of interesting matchups, uh, potentially in the quarterfinals. I think the round of 16 is pretty straightforward, but a lot of fun we can have with this. It's yeah, like are, March. There are actually some mouthwatering matchups in the round of 16. I'm going to give you uh, uh, point your attention at some of the matches that I think are most exciting. Let's talk Copa America, Brazil, uh, Brazil Argentina. I mean, those are the storylines, of course, but boy, Japan really impressing me today. And as I watched Japan uh, have a 2-2 draw against uh, Uruguay, I kept thinking, you know, they look so much better than the U.S. men do who are struggling uh, in this uh, Gold Cup. Uh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about some of those, some of these uh, comparisons. Yeah, uh, Jap Japan, I have said over and over again, people who follow me, uh, my work, know I say they're the closest like for like to the U.S., the closest country as a developing industrialized football nation to compare the U.S. to, and the U.S. men are way off the standard of the Japanese men currently. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, let's have a discussion. 800-878-7529. If you've got something to say, we'd love to hear from you here on the show. Also, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. So much to get to today. And I want to throw out a topic. You know, I watched the U.S. women today, a terrific performance against Sweden. Probably the toughest match, one of the toughest matchups they're likely to get, uh, except maybe England uh, all tournament. And they really made short work of the Swedish women which is something I've always wanted to say, but, you know, I did just say it. Um, but Megan Rapinoe, Rapinoe, uh, did not sing the national anthem. And I know that this is part of her protest because she's mentioned this on Twitter. I'm going to tell you why I think she's off the mark, although I completely, completely support what it is she's standing up for. I'm going to tell you what I think they should do. Kartik's going to give you his input, and we'd love to hear from you, 800-878-7529, 800-878-PLAY. Find us on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber. He's at KKFLA737. We're going to take a break. Be right back to kick it off after this. 
Dad, what are you doing? Cramming for college. I'm the one going to college. Yeah, but we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it all. Discover Student Loans. Discover does student loans? Yeah, they're one of the top private student loan lenders in the country. It takes 15 minutes or less to apply, and there are no fees for the life of the loan. Best of all, I can earn cash rewards if I get good grades. Really? Yeah. We still have time to apply and get a great rate. So I can just chill. College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really? Yeah. Visit discoverstudentloans.com to apply today. Limitations apply. At Indeed, we believe a resume is a great way to see an overview of a candidate. But you're not hiring a resume. You're hiring a person. That's why Indeed offers tools that help bridge the gap between a candidate and the resume. Like skill tests, which let you actually see a candidate's abilities in action to make sure they're a good fit for the job. See beyond the resume with Indeed. Experience Indeed for yourself today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting at Indeed.com slash promo. Terms and conditions apply. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800 403 5912 That's 800-403-5912. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. We've got so much to get to, but uh, before we get into all the Women's World Cup and the Copa America and our discussion about Megan Rapino, um, I want to talk about Maurizio Sarri. Well, there's two or three stories out there in the transfer world which are very, very interesting. One is Maurizio Sarri signing a contract at Juventus, being announced as their manager, and really showing what an absolutely classless uh, POS he really is uh, by saying that he was... Uh, I believe it was something along the lines, Kartik, that he was glad to be out of 
uh, inferior Chelsea to be going to a superior team like Juventus. Now, I might add, in 2002, Juventus had a uh, 2005, Juventus had a title stripped for uh, match-fixing. Uh, this is also a team that hasn't won anything in Europe since uh, 1996. And yes, he has the likes of Dybala and he has the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo. But, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure that Juventus is a step up from Chelsea. What do you think, Kartik? It, 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 probably a step up right now because of the situation at Chelsea where you have uh, no director of football. You have Roman Abramovich and his right-hand people making football decisions. That having been said, sorry left, uh, and you know Mr. De Laurentiis, Nick, actually, the owner of Napoli. Yeah. He left Napoli the same way a year ago, taking shots at the club, taking subtle shots at the ownership, which got De Laurentiis himself publicly involved in, 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 in talking about Mauricio Sarri and the way he had left Napoli and the things he said as he left Napoli. A year later, we're in the same position. Part of the reason we like Mauricio Sarri is because of the progressive football his teams play in addition to uh, his personality. But now he's just sounding bitter every time he leaves a club. Sounds like an a-hole. I mean, let's... Let, yeah, I fair mean, enough, yeah. Fair let's enough, not yeah. beat around the bush. First of all, I know, uh, I know Aurelio De Laurentiis. I know him fairly well. Um, he's an absolutely delightful man, uh, charming, uh, kind. And, um, you know, if anyone to take pot shots at my friend, uh, they have to see me after school behind the, behind the, sh- behind <laughs> the woodshed. Uh, but having said that, I think it's interesting because clearly Frank Lampard... Uh, Fat Frank is the man that's going to take over at Chelsea. We talked about this yesterday, Kartik. This is, for all intents and purposes, a done deal. Uh, interestingly enough, John Terry signing a, uh, is going to stay at uh, where at, uh, at Derby, right? Villa. Uh, pardon yeah. me, at Villa. Excuse well, me, at Villa. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Fat Frank's coming from Derby. Yeah, uh, from Villa. It's going to stay at Villa. But it, it, it is really the only managerial appointment I think they could have made at this point. Uh, because anyone that's taking the helm at Chelsea at this point is going to have to be taking a very long-term view. Uh, and given the managerial merry-go-round that's been going on at Stamford Bridge, I, I really don't think anyone else fits that bill except for Fat Frank. Yeah, or, or any other former player, that uh, Chelsea player who's out there. I mean, uh, we know that uh, Dennis Wise has dipped his toes in his management. Uh, Rude Hulett, uh, uh, Viali, you know, would have to be a former Chelsea player. Yeah. Someone yeah. with some loyalty to the club. Uh, uh, Steve Clark, by the way, who I think probably would have been the right appointment, even more so than Lampard just took the Scotland job. Uh, yeah. That would have been an interesting one because he knows Chelsea better than anyone other than uh, the late Ray Wilkins. That would have been the other guy if he, were, if he hadn't passed away a year and a half ago. So, uh, yeah, I think Lampard's the only option with, with Clark off the table. Uh, in other news, let's talk about classless uh, mofos, shall we? Uh, we talked about Maurizio Star. Sorry, uh, Kartik, I have to tell you, Neymar Jr. is, in my mind, the world's <laughs> most overrated footballer. This is a guy that leaves Barcelona for a big money move to Paris Saint-Germain, types it up, kind of sticks the really just kind of sticks up the middle finger a little bit at Barcelona, showing really trying to show everyone just what a mercenary he is. But you know what? After this time at PSG, didn't really win anything of any note. Just kind of falling into obscurity that one can do when you're put into Ligue 1. Uh, the Brazilian national team not not doing that well. He's obviously got these rape issues in, in front of him. Uh, there's some very bad press right now. And given the Qatari ownership of PSG... 
I'm sure they're not happy with that either for uh, for the uh, just for visuals uh, beyond everything else. Now he wants to go back to Barca. I mean, what's going on here, Kartik? How low do Barca have to go to take this guy back? I um, am a little struck that a club like Barcelona might want to uh, bring in a, 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 an alleged rapist. That's actually striking when you consider Barcelona's international image, their international brand, the um, relationship they have with the Catalan um, uh, autonomy movement, independence movement, uh, the fact that they have so many people uh, who support Barcelona for political reasons, include, and then other people who support Barcelona for stylistic reasons. I um, am, am really surprised about this because once the rape allegations surfaced against Cristiano Ronaldo, I was not surprised at all when Real Madrid just dumped him uh, for the same reason. They're a global brand. Um, they, they have an image to protect. I think Barcelona has an even more uh, pristine image to protect, whether you believe the myth of, of, of sure, well, Catalonia. The whole, the whole UNICEF connection. Uh, over the UNICEF the years. connection, yeah. But, but you know, to, to Cristiano Ronaldo's credit, I mean, you know, he he was entirely consistent all along that whatever happened in that yeah. room was consensual. Uh, I, I think at the end of the day, the uh, the girls, uh, the, the the victims' um, statements were perhaps a little inconsistent over the years, and they made a nice big money settlement, and everybody was happy, and everybody left. Uh, everybody left happy. But I would say Neymar could be a different situation, yes. and i tell you why. Because of, um, unfor- of the video. Cause- right, and the way he's reacted. And quite frankly, I hate to, to throw this out there, and people, you're, you're free to disagree with me, uh, come at me with your best shot. I think what the allegations were against Ronaldo seemed to be out of character with the type of person he was. Uh, he's not a person who, who would seem to uh, uh, flaunt any sort of violence against women. That's why it was quite stunning. The Neymar thing, you know, when it, when it was reported and when we saw the visuals, I wasn't surprised. It's just in character for a guy who has become a cancer in any dressing room he enters, who has created a mythology around himself, which is not consistent with reality, and with a guy who seems very spoiled and entitled. Quite frankly, Kartik, here's a guy who is accused of basically getting very physical with a young lady that he flew to France from Brazil. Um, and then when she essentially complains about it, uh, he then posts nude pictures of her or essentially nude pictures of her on his social media page. Kartik, this is unacceptable behavior this is boorish this is awful behavior disrespectful and and if i'm barcelona or if i'm psg i don't care how good you are i don't want you as it happens i think he's overrated and if i were owning and i were the owner of a team uh i tell you i couldn't see a man like aurelio de laurentis ever taking a guy like that at napoli for example just because I know the owner, he, he just he, that would that that would be just so totally against everything he believes in. Uh, I, I would like to see Barcelona do the same thing. Yeah, I, I I'm actually stunned Barcelona's interested in this guy, given these very serious rape allegations and the the pattern of what we found out. Unlike the Ronaldo thing, where there were inconsistencies, every drip we've had of this Neymar story makes me believe even uh, even more. And again, everyone's innocent until proven guilty, but makes me think he's probably guilty. Well, this there's, there's some pretty damning uh, video I, which most people have seen on this. 
Uh, and it's not graph, by the way. This isn't graphic video of him. I mean, this is a video of him, uh, a, a video that was taken of, of he, him interacting with this, uh, with this woman. And I think if you watch this video, you can make up your own mind uh, about just uh, what sort of a person Neymar Jr. is. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, uh, PSG doesn't want to be associated with them. They spent a lot of money. It's blown up in their faces. They're trying to cut their losses. I'm surprised Barcelona would uh, uh, would take Neymar off their hands unless they're looking for some future favor, some future thing, and Barcelona's just going to buy him back and then uh, put him out the pasture. Maybe that's what's going to happen. All right, those are the current hot stories running around. There's lots of other transfer rumors and gossips. Uh, of course, we'll be getting to them uh, throughout the week. But coming up, let's talk Women's World Cup. Bracketology, Nick and Kartik style, right here. Fifth Street Soccer, 800-878-7529, 800-878-PLAY. We'll be right back. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV ears. When you wear TV ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. 
TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. Here on Fifth Street Soccer, let's look at some bracketology with the Women's World Cup as the uh, knockout rounds are now set. Um, some really interesting matchups, uh, b- particularly Italy-China is of great interest to me. Uh, the Netherlands-Japan yeah. is very interesting as well. Um, I would say Sweden-Canada has the potential to be a cracking matchup. Um, I would say the most exciting matchup that we have here, though. Uh, would be France against Brazil. Because Brazil, if anything, have been, uh, I, I hate to say an, an, an under, underperformance from Brazil this this year, but I don't think they've reached the lofty heights that people thought they would, especially having a player like Marta there. Um, that, to me, is the match that I'm going to be most interested to look at. What do you think, Kartik? Yeah, that and uh, Australia, Norway on that side of the bracket as well. Yeah. Uh, if you look at these matchups... Uh, Japan obviously has been to the last two finals. They're underperforming in this tournament. They have a young core of players. Um, they're not quite there yet. We saw, uh, although we saw in all three of their matches, large spells of the matches where they kept the ball, but didn't do anything with it. Like against England yesterday, when they got beat two 0 they looked the better side for long portions of that match, but they can't, they, they can't create really good chances with all that possession. So I think the Netherlands win there. That Brazil-France match is tricky because Brazil maybe has been unlucky in this tournament, right? The the controversy against Australia. Yeah. Um, they, they played the first match without Marta, so maybe they didn't have their goal difference the way they would have otherwise. Uh, and then obviously beat Italy, which was a nice victory. That is um, really just an awful draw for them. So they'll probably be out. Uh, China-Italy uh, is a really interesting matchup because Italy has played so well in this tournament, but... Uh, China has looked good for a team that finished third in their group. Uh, I think that's that's almost a toss of the coin, that match. And then there was one other one. Oh, Sweden-Canada. Yeah, that's going to be fascinating. I, I can't predict which way that match will go. Uh, Canada defensively had looked very good in the first two matches. Today, the Dutch just opened them up um, it, several times and then got the 2-1 victory. Uh, Sweden uh, has been it, – it's hard to judge. They were very good in their first two matches, but they were playing – inferior opposition today. Um, they had moments where they looked good, right, against the U.S., but the U.S. missing Julie Ertz in midfield, I think, was the reason they even created the chances they did. So um, I, I, that's that's a toss-up for me, but I think maybe Canada's slight favorite. All right, so here's what I got. Norway, Australia. Uh, I actually have Australia going through. Okay. Um, I, I, You know, I like the Australian women. I, I think they played very well. They got a cracking 3-2 victory. Uh, over Brazil, that was uh, certainly, um, I, I would say, a, a big surprise for a lot of people. Uh, they also, 
held the Dutch team. I mean, they lost by just one goal to the Dutch team. I thought they were competitive the whole way. So, uh, and then of course we mentioned the uh, obviously uh, the the Brazil match, although they did lose to Italy for the first tournament. But then, you know, I looked at Italy a little like the U.S. in the 2002 World Cup. I mean, I think they're a team that everybody uh, just dismissed as a as a yeah. uh, uh, you know as an easy match, and I think they surprised a lot of people. So I, I'm, I think the Australian team uh, definitely. Uh, are going to, I mean, are going to have, it's a great match. I mean, they both came second in their group. They both have identical records. Uh, but I like Australia to edge out Norway on that Kartik. And then they would play the winner of England, Cameroon. And I, England, I would be shocked yeah, yeah. if England don't beat Cameroon. So that would set up an Australia-England quarterfinal, which would be very interesting. It would be like the, uh, the Commonwealth final, shall we say, Australia-England. <laughs> and I have England, I have England winning that. And then on the on the other side of the bracket, uh, on on the, staying on that side of the bracket, um, it's France Brazil, which which we've talked about as being, you know, definitely the most intriguing of the round of sixteen matchups that we can look forward to. And I'm just looking at when that particular match is going to be. Let me get you the date on that one. Uh, that's going to be on the 23rd of June, which is uh, when is that? Tuesday. Sunday. Sunday. That's Sunday. Oh, I can't wait for that, Carty. That is going to be... And that match is on Fox. That oh, match oh, is going to be on uh, Big Fox. Yeah. Yeah, France-Brazil. So 23rd of June, uh, 17.30. So we're going to get the England-Cameroon match first. Then we're going to get the France-Brazil. That France... If you have not watched this World Cup, you need to watch France-Brazil. This is a huge match. This is one of these matchups we wait for, Kartik. This is This is huge. I predict France are going to edge Brazil here. Just, I think, the home field advantage. Uh, yeah, plus, the French have, have yet to lose a game. I just I believe in momentum. Uh, and I think being at home is, is going to be it for them. And they're going to face the winner of the United States, Spain. And uh, it's fascinating, Kartik, because I, I have the U.S. beating France. Because, quite frankly, I don't think there's any team on the planet that is holding a candle to our U.S. women right now. And quite honestly, France has not played as well as people expected in this tournament. They are at home. We know that. We know they have the core of the Lyon team that's won a couple Champions Leagues on the trot uh, with with them. However, France has typically underachieved in major tournaments. We saw this in 2015 when uh, they had all the possession in the quarterfinals against Germany, yet got beat. Uh, same thing in, in in 2011 against the United States in the semifinal. They could kept the ball. They looked like the more technical side. But the U.S.'s athleticism, pure athleticism and ability to, to push the ball down the flanks killed, uh, and having a target player like Abby Wambach killed um, France in that match. I think something similar will happen when they play the U.S. this time. I it, it Being in France will make the match more competitive than that 2011 semifinal, but I still say 2-1 or 3-1 to the U.S. Right. Well, I have to say, I mean, the U.S. has scored 18 goals and conceded none. Yeah, right, right. And, and, and yes, France, on the other and, hand. And, and, and yes, they, they, they played Thailand. I mean, okay. But uh, they also played Sweden, which is a very tough team to play. Uh, and and, and let, let's not forget that. And, um, uh, you know, they, they, uh, uh, they've not exactly had – I mean, okay, we will agree, right, that Thailand was – uh, was a pushover. Then they played Chile. Right. They beat them 3-0. And then they beat uh, Sweden. So the U.S. to me, I mean, look, momentum is everything. And I think, Kartik, there's so much more than just 
winning this tournament on the line here. I think they want to win this tournament, and they want to make a point. And we're going to talk about this in detail in the next segment. But that point is oh so important to make. But our U.S. women right now, uh, they're going to, in my, in my bracket, Kartik, they're going to have a semifinal matchup against England. And I do predict that the United States will go to the final. Right, okay. And and uh, just finishing up the France discussion, as good as Renard is, as good as Lisa Mayer has been in this tournament, probably should have left the group with five. That was diversity. And then I still don't get the VAR call on the penalty against Nigeria. So I think they draw their last two group games in, yeah. in a, in a uh, normal world. If they're not at home, if they're not getting some home bump and, and VAR. Uh, uh, England... England-U.S. is going to be interesting. Look, the U.S. is the best team right now. But if you go player for player, England is the second best team. Uh, Phil Neville has rotated his squad. We talked about this last night on the show. He very ideally wants to play out of the back, push the ball wide to his uh, to his wingers and to his fullbacks. Lucy Bronze and, and Nikita Paris are the best-sided, left, right-sided pair in the women's game. They're going to give the U.S.'s uh, – Left back, whoever plays left back, probably Crystal Dunn, a lot of trouble. And Megan Rapino is going to have to tuck back, do a lot of defensive work that she doesn't normally have to do. Uh, the matchup is difficult for the United States. I still think they'll win. But if there is one team in this tournament that can beat them, it's England. And yeah. England's got the horses in midfield, um, and they got uh, up front, whether it's Ellen White or, or, or someone else, lots of options, lots of people who can score goals. Uh, the one concern I've had about England is that there have been – Phil Neville really wants to, to, to force the style down, uh, down the throats of the opposition. He's playing out of the back, pushing the ball wide, and controlling tempo. There have been some problems when they play out of the back and they get pressed. We've seen that in each of the three group stage matches. Right. And the U.S. Um, will press but, them. And the U.S. will press them. But, uh, Nick, I, I'm going U.S. in that matchup. But that, I could see England winning. I could see England winning this World Cup. And I think the, the winner will come from that semifinal. The World I, I Cup do, winner I will do be as well. It's going to be England. Great stuff. Look, we just have a few minutes left Let's, uh, on this segment. Let's see if we can run through the other side. Uh, Italy-China should be a great match. I do have Italy actually edging China uh, in this matchup. I think they, uh, they're they playing some superb football, uh, and, and China uh, are having to really work hard to get results. I think that they think they should have just have. I have Italy going through. Then the Netherlands, Japan. I love this Dutch team. I think these Dutch women are superb. Uh, they play some great football, and uh, they do have a perfect record. Uh, going up against a, a young and somewhat disappointing Japanese team. On the other, uh, going down the bracket, going down that side, Germany, Nigeria. Well, I'd be shocked if yeah. Nigeria get a result here. I have Germany beating them. And Sweden, Canada. Uh, you know, I love the Swedes, but, you know, Sweden's third game was against the United States. They would be 3-0-0 if they were in any other group. Instead, they're 2-0-1. Um, I like Sweden to edge Canada. For my uh, quarterfinal matchups, I have Italy-Netherlands. I have it the Netherlands beating Italy. Germany-Sweden, oh. I have Germany beating Sweden. Uh, I have the Netherlands-Germany. Uh, I have a World War II grudge match in the semifinals. And I have oh. uh, the Netherlands uh, getting through to the final to play the United States and the United States winning. Kartik, that's my bracket. What do you think? you got one minute. I have, the same exact, I have the same exact thing, except I have Canada beating Sweden. I think they'll wedge them out. I have the Dutch beating the Germans also in the semifinals. One of the biggest rivalries in men's football yeah. now on the, on the women's side, and the uh, Netherlands losing to the U.S. in the final. But again, I, I'm hedging. I'm saying the U.S., maybe that's a little bit of home cooking. 
I, I just I could see England beating the U.S. Um, that's the one team I think in this tournament that can beat the U.S. and the U.S. will play them in the semifinals. I just think there's so much riding on the outcome of this World Cup for these U.S. women. When we come back, let's talk about a little bit about it. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the U.S. women. I want to talk about Megan Rapino and her refusal to sing the national anthem. Uh, by the way, ultimate respect to Megan Rapino. Uh, she is a patriot, and I have no you know, issues. But I, I'm not sure that that is the right thing to do, and I'm going to tell you why. Nick and Kartik with you. Fifth Street Soccer. We'll be right back. Are your carpets filled with memories, odors, and a few other things? The Home Depot makes replacing that carpet easy with more styles and colors to choose from. Right now, with free installation on any purchase of $5.99 or more, all by licensed local pros backed for life. Today is the day for doing and saving with free carpet installation only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. For a limited time, $5.99 minimum purchase required, typically $6.99. For license information, visit homedepot.com slash license numbers. Valid through August 28, 2019. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. At Walgreens, we know that your day doesn't stop for diabetes. So when you've got places to go and people to see, count on Walgreens every day to get expert diabetes advice 24-7. Find all major brands of testing supplies like Walgreens True Metrics in-store and online. And download tools to help you stay on track, like our five-star mobile app with Pill Reminder. At Walgreens, we are your diabetes go-to. Stop by and talk to your pharmacist today. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. You're back with Nick and Kartik here on 
Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. By the way, if you are listening to us on one of our digital platforms, whether it's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning Sirius XM app, we welcome you to the show, as we do people listening on an affiliate station of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. And, of course, if you're tuned in to Dan Patrick Sports on Sirius XM 211, we, we love talking to you. We're here with you each and every weeknight, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Kartik, okay, before the break, I gave my bracket... And I know you and I agree on a lot of this, but you do have some alternate selections to what I have. Yes, right. So um, I, I think the U.S. wins the World Cup. I, that England thing, I'm still uh, iffy on. That's and England has a history now in both the men's and women's games of losing in semifinals. The men's '90 World Cup, uh, 2018 World Cup, now the Nations League. Uh, 96 euros women's uh, 2015 world cup women's world cup they lose in heartbreaking fashion to japan yeah. on a crazy own goal uh 2017 euros to the dutch who ended up winning uh, uh the the euros in 2017 and now uh potentially 2019 to the u.s uh who, who will go on and win the women's world cup but let's talk about the dutch for one minute uh, nick uh there's been a lot of talk about this Dutch women's side, they won the Euros, as I said, in 2017, uh, were incredible in the process. They have looked just as good in this World Cup in the group stage. There are experts uh, in the media who cover the women's game, like Kate McGrath, the the, the former great U.S. player, who have said that she sees in the Dutch uh, an identity which is linked to the the DNA of the Dutch men's uh, game, which we know has revolutionized world football, right? Right. No country has had more of an impact on style of football, even if they haven't won. Yeah. Total football. And she said a lot of it has to do, I was listening to her on ESPN with Sebastian Salazar the other day, has a lot to do with the um, coaches that are in the Dutch system coaching the women have coached the men's game at a high level, which you didn't necessarily have in the women's game throughout the world. Generally, it was uh, coaches who were considered inferior or coaches who couldn't get a job in the men's game. But in fact, the Netherlands have taken a very proactive approach because they want to be they want to win things in the women's game, and now they've won the Euros. Uh, they have brought a lot of their top men's coaches over to the women's side, and they're having this effect in how the the younger Dutch women play the game, and they're playing just like the Dutch men, and they're fun to watch just like the Dutch men. And so they're going to be a force to be reckoned with going forward. And even though the U.S. will probably beat them in this final, with the final we've predicted, Nick, they will probably have the final say. Like the Dutch lost the 74 final on the men's side. The Dutch lost the 78 final on the men's side. Ultimately, those teams had more of an impact on world football than the Argentine and German teams that beat them. It might be the same thing with this. The U.S. will beat them in the final, but they ultimately will have more of an impact on the trajectory of the women's uh, football uh, long-term than this U.S. team. That's an interesting take. I, uh, it's, it's hard to disagree with it. We, you know, as I watched the tournament this year, and, and I watched the women's game progress over, over a number of years, I used to not be interested in it at all because, you know, the, 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 the goalkeepers couldn't dead ball kick past the halfway line. The game was slow. The ball looked huge with these women running around. And it's such a different game now. The athleticism is at the highest level. These are the best female athletes in the world playing uh, at a very, very high level. Uh, and I would I, I would uh, ask this of you, Kartik. The U.S. women's national team of 2019 against the, uh, against the legendary U.S. team of 99, I think the team of 2019 creams them. 
yeah, I think they beat them probably pretty easily. I, again, I don't want I, the, the 99ers did so much for the sport in this country, not just the women's game, but I think really helped grow the men's game too, because the U S had won something right? right. And that stimulated interest in the sport in general. And, and uh, Brandy Chastain and Julie Foudy and Mia Hamm became legends, but uh, the athleticism of this particular set of U.S. women, I would argue this is this, this is the most athletic set of female athletes on the planet in any sport right now is yeah. the U.S. women's team. I mean, they're incredibly athletic. They're incredibly quick. They're um, ball control, their technical ability. The, the, this is the other thing that's changed about the women's game, Nick. You used to see some of the w- most awful touches and worst tactics in the winning women's game where yeah. you would have – uh, uh, girls who may be able to run onto balls and there'd be a lot of long ball. Uh, they couldn't trap or possess or technically control the ball in midfield. Totally different now. This U.S. team uh, has good technical midfielders. A player like Tobin Heath, we have never seen before uh, in U.S. soccer at the men's or women's level. The closest thing might be uh, um, Clint Dempsey. Yeah. Uh, just the flair she plays with, the touch, the imagination, uh, yeah, I think they beat the 99 team pretty easily. I know that's a controversial thing to say, but in my in my opinion, it's not really that debatable. No, it's just there's no comparison, and, and that's what we've got. Look, um, as great as this U.S. women's team is, uh, they are fighting an uphill battle for some ridiculous reason for equality in treatment uh, amongst U.S. soccer between the women and the men. We've talked about this. I think everybody knows, both Kartik and, I, uh, and my opinion on this, that it's ridiculous that they need to have it. So what Megan uh, uh, Rapino, who is very much the leader of that team, has done is she tweeted out that she was not going to sing the national anthem. And she has stood for the national anthem, and, and the camera goes down, and all the other women are singing, and she's sitting there lockjawed. I tweeted out today that, you know, i had done some thinking about this, Kartik, and, and I don't think that's the right protest. And, and I'll tell you why, and I want to get your take on it. I don't think it's the right protest because she's playing for the national team. It's like saying, I hate McDonald's, man. They, the, the food's bad. They treat their workers like rubbish. Uh, you know, minimum wage. It's a terrible place. It's the death of mom and pop restaurants. Oh, by the way, I'll have a Big Mac and fries, please. I think the right protest isn't to sing a national anthem before a United States national team game. This isn't the Olympics, okay? Because the gen- uh, I forget their names now, that iconic picture of the, the, the African-American athletes giving the black power a, uh, a sign on the podium at the Olympics is an overt display of protest. Just not singing is not, because unless you knew why she wasn't singing, it doesn't mean anything to you. So really what I'm saying here is that I don't think her protest is loud enough. And if you're going to play for the U.S. national team, if you're going to, if you're going to say, I'm feeling completely um, hard done by, quite rightly, by the way, so I don't mean any flippancy in this, uh, by U.S. soccer, yet I'm still showing up to support my country and play for my country, then sing the national anthem with your teammates. Or don't, but don't 
tweet out that you're doing it as a protest. I mean, no one can be forced to sing an anthem. I mean, let's be honest. But I think the right protest, Kartik, should be all these U.S. women saying to U.S. soccer, you know what? We're not showing up for this tournament. We're not going to play. You treat us equal to the men. We play the same 45 minutes and a half, we, the 90 minutes total. We say we play this on the same size pitch. We play with the same ball. Uh, you know what? We're not talking about the sort of money that's going to bankrupt U.S. soccer. Let's make it even. I mean, it, that's the protest they should make. Yeah, yeah, I agree and disagree. I mean, the f- first thing I would say is Rapino started this in in uh, solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. She kneeled for the yeah. national anthem uh, a- a- several years ago, whenever Kaepernick's thing started. Um, ironically, I think if I'm if I remember correctly, Rapino started in a match against the Netherlands, which a friendly, which could now be the final, as we predicted. But um, what happened then is U.S. soccer then a very much in in uh, uh, in, in order to to to, to uh, neuter her passed a, a thing that if you're representing the, the U- U.S. men's or women's national team, you must stand for the anthem. So right. then Rapino started to not sing the anthem, which I've seen players from other countries not sing the anthem. I know we love the way Gigi Buffon would sing the Italian national anthem, but I've also seen Lucas Podolski stand with the world champion German team when the national anthem was playing, looking very uncomfortable. Probably because he, he didn't know forward. the lyrics. Yeah, well, that too. So I, I think... The, the not singing isn't a big deal, but you're right. If Rapino wants to make a point about p- police brutality, which is what she said initially when right. she wrote her, her blog piece about it uh, in sympathy with Kaepernick, um, and then also about equal pay, I think she needs to stick her hand up or she needs to justify the Federation and kneel. Look, the Federation wants no, to no, win no, this no, World no, Cup. No, no. They're not gonna... Hold on. Hold on. No. She should defy the Federation and does not play. I mean, you know, on the equal pay on the equal pay issue, n- n- not the police violence, because obviously that's completely out- outside of the purview of the U.S. Soccer Federation. But but look, the the bottom line is here: Colin Kaepernick is kneeling in a national anthem where he's not representing the United States. That is true. That he's is re- true. You know, he's playing yeah. for a club. Why we even play the national anthem? You know, I don't know. And look, every I hear all these people getting on Colin Kaepernick about. Uh, you know, this and disrespectful and I'm a veteran this and I'm a veteran. Well, let me tell you, I am a veteran as well. I I think that we all serve so that he can have the right to do that if he wants. God bless him. All right. Uh, same thing with, with, with Megan Rapinoe. It's not I don't think she's a, a not a patriot or, or, or any of the above. I just think I just think if she's trying to make a point, make an overt point. Don't make a covert point. Well, I, I agree with that. And by the way, Rapino is doing more for this country, representing this country in this World Cup and, and the last World Cup, which they won, by the way, than uh, half the blowhards on Twitter or three, 90 percent of the blowhards, blowhards on Twitter uh, attacking her, saying she's unpatriotic and they're not oh, rooting please. for the U.S. now because of her. I, this is this, this the this is the environment. Let me tell you who's unpatriotic. Hope Solo is unpatriotic. Because she's she's back, she's sitting there steaming because she wasn't selected for this team, and 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 she's waiting for her moment of Schadenfreude where the U.S. team fails and she can say, "Aha, told you so." But it's not happening. Listen, Megan's going out there playing 110 percent, giving everything she's got on the pitch. I mean, to use really trite sports terminology, you can't deny the effort she's putting in, or her commitment to the game, or to her national team. So I'm not questioning her patriotism whatsoever. Um, but Hope Solo, to me, is a disgrace. 
Yeah, and Solo's behavior is just bizarre, considering she's gone overseas to commentate for the BBC, and she's doing nothing but taking shots at her former teammates and her former coach. It's very Roy Keane-like. That's what I would compare it to. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I think they probably both have approximately the same intellectual capacity. Um, and, and certainly, <laughs> They're very similar, actually. And, and certainly they both like themselves very, very much. There's no yeah, doubt about and that. I think, and I think both of them have this complex where they believe that um, the teams that they were successful on would not have been successful without them. Keane then got shown up when Manchester United won three Premier League titles in a row as soon as Ferguson got rid of him. Hope Solo is likely to be shown up now in this World Cup. And, um, you know, she's had run-ins with her teammates and she's had run-ins with former players before. I was actually in Bristol uh, uh, visiting ESPN the day that Hope Solo uh, launched a bunch of abusive tweets towards Julie Foudy. And, uh, uh, yeah, and I I just joked with Julie Foudy that day when I saw her in the hallway about, well, I guess uh, you're you're busy fending off Hope Solo again. And they, they were garbage tweets. I mean, they were just simply... Uh, 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 Fowdy had made some sort of comment about the U.S. or, or the play and blah, 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 and Solo decided to just go off on her. So that's the kind of person we're dealing with. Her, But here's the thing, Nick. I think her comments are motivating the U.S. I think she's yeah. having a role uh, inadvertently in the U.S. just dominating this tournament in a way that she uh, had not expected. And quite frankly, uh, she is rooting against uh, the way she's behaved. I also think these U.S. women have a real burr up their backsides to win this and to be able to look at U.S. soccer and say, see, see what we can do, see how good we are. We are, we are the pride of the nation. And indeed, Kartik, I will tell you, they are. Right, we've got to go to break. Mystery Soccer, Nick and Kartik, we'll be right back after this. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. But Evos can make it all easier with a baby monitor you can trust. Go to myevos.com. That's M-Y-E-V-O-Z.com to see how Evos can be the eyes and ears of your nursery. Evos works with your smartphone to provide a live audio and HD video connection to your baby anytime and anywhere. On a date, at work, away on business, even serving your country overseas, 
Evo's helps you never miss a moment. Whether your baby is with a sitter, your partner, a grandparent, or a friend, you'll be right there too. And with unique features like smart alerts that know the difference between a barking dog and your baby crying, extensive sleep tracking data, and state-of-the-art security features for your peace of mind, Evo's is the smart baby monitor for connected parents. And enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z.com. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Reminder, get your uh, Philofax or your calendar. No one uses Philofax anymore, but your calendar, uh, your Palm Pilot, no one uses those either, or your cell phone, and make sure you put a recurring appointment in. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Dan Patrick Sports, Sports, Sirius XM 211, uh, Nick and Kartik, we talk the beautiful game with you. Every weeknight right here, and we love to do it. Kartik, just a couple of minutes left. Uh, final thoughts. Do I still have Kartik? Final thoughts, Kartik. Okay. Yeah, this Women's World Cup has been fantastic, Nick. It's been a tournament that has prevented me, quite frankly, from watching Copa America as much as I had expected to at the beginning of the summer. And uh, the Gold Cup, I haven't watched a minute of yet. Because the Women's World Cup has been so captivating, I watched every minute of it and have then just been geeking out on analysis after the matches have been over. Not what I expected at the beginning of the summer, but it's been a phenomenal tournament, a, a massive surprise to me personally. I like women's football, but now I'm beginning to like it maybe as much as I like men's football, at least in the international sense. Well. Uh, that would be uh, quite an achievement, uh, I would say, uh, if this World Cup has made you that much of a believer. I, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. I am enjoying Copa America as well, by the way. Uh, the fact they invited Japan and Qatar and got two good teams out of those invitations yeah. is fascinating. We'll talk more about that. All right, folks, we'll be back with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. In the meantime, find us on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E. He's at he's at KKFLA seven thirty seven, and you can find us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. You make sure that we become a regular part of your week. We'd love to hear from you. All right, folks. Till tomorrow. Enjoy the football, and we'll speak to you tomorrow with more fun right here on Fifth Street Soccer. <laughs>